Hello and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast. Today is April 1st, 2015. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to talk about life insurance as an investment. So the, the old adage is uh, buy term and invest the difference, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we aren't really fans of one-size-fits-all advice or adages uh, right. because everybody has their own circumstances. So we actually wanted to break down uh, the differences between term life and whole life insurance. Yeah, that's important because we start talking about, you know, we'll get questions from clients about their life insurance coverage and we'll start getting into some really detailed descriptions and answering their questions about their policies. And a lot of times they don't even understand that there's two basic types of life insurance. There's term life and then there's whole life. And basically the way to tell the difference, I, I hate to be snarky about this, but there's term life and then everything else is a set or subset of whole life. It may be called uh, universal life or executive life. Uh, variable universal variable life. universal life. Yeah. Uh, there are tons of different uh, variations on a theme. Yes. But there's term life, which covers you for a term. It works like car insurance. If you take out a policy and you write a check today, April 1st, you're going to be covered for the next 12 months through March 31st of next year. If you pass away in that time frame, your beneficiaries are going to get the proceeds of the policy. With a whole life policy, though, it's a little different. Yes, you do get that life insurance, but there's also a cash component or savings component as well. So a lot of variations. People get confused with all the fancy names that they have. Just know there's two basic types. There's term and there's whole life. But let's step back even further, Brendan. Why should someone buy insurance in the first place? Yeah, insurance is really important for people to consider. I mean, if you have a family, you should probably consider getting some type of insurance because what it's supposed to provide is is income for your family or your loved ones uh, in the event that you pass away. So you're looking to cover expenses like uh, a mortgage or any right. loans that you have outstanding or uh, college costs for, for your kids or replacing your income if your spouse doesn't work, things like that. These are, right. these are the costs that you want to have covered in case you're not there. Right. You want to be thinking about you know, how am I going to provide for my family for all those long-term costs, but also how are we going to have money to cover the next two, three, four, five years until family gets back on their, on their feet? Mm-hmm. So why is term life always cheaper than whole life? You, you know, you start to talk to people and they say, you know, I, I started looking for these different things. I started getting quotes and I couldn't believe the differences in the prices. Term life is really cheap. Uh, compared to these other policies that were just, you know, hundreds and hundreds and maybe thousands of dollars a month. Yeah, I think you kind of uh, alluded to it before. Term life only pays for, uh, it, it only provides a death benefit. So it's purely the cost of uh, the insurance there, uh, whereas whole life is going to pro- uh, provide you with that with the additional savings component. So that's where the, uh, the difference in price comes from. You know, when I started out, uh, back at EF Hutton in the 80s, 
they really just started working on universal life. And, uh, you know, we used to have meetings because they were rolling out these products that were saying, not only are you going to have a savings component, but you could actually invest in either a growth fund or a bond fund. That was, that was it. <laughs> People today laugh at options like that with all... Within some of these plans, I mean, variable universal life. Some, I mean, some of these have menus of 50 mutual funds that you can choose to invest in or different uh, indices that you can invest in. So it's definitely evolved over time. Um, but why, why might whole life insurance not make a good investment? Well, I think the, the thing that we want to kind of zoom in on today is that, you know, life insurance is good at doing what it was created to do. It, to be there to provide a, a large benefit, a death benefit, in the event that you buck the odds and check out, you know, and you pass away. You want to make sure that that once-in-a-lifetime event, you're going to be covered, your family's going to be covered. That's really what insurance is all about. They're not so hot, in our opinion, as doubling as uh, an investment vehicle. Yeah, there are probably uh, more efficient ways to invest your savings. Yeah, that's that's really where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Yeah, so uh, a funny thing tends to happen. Uh, a lot of times we're asked to look at whole life insurance policies uh, that, that people have, have bought, and uh, they're supposed to be accumulating a cash value, and that's the understanding that they had. But they come to us, and uh, it's funny because it always tends to be around the same period of time, like yeah. three to four years into the policy, they're like, hey, what's going on? I don't yeah. have any cash value here, so, you know, where is that? Yeah, <laughs> this is, I can throw a blanket over several stories we've already heard from clients just this year where we've been asked to do an insurance review and kind of review where they're at with their different policies. A lot of times this is sparked by someone who bought a whole life policy, say, two years ago or three years ago or maybe four years ago and now they're getting angry because they've been they kind of went on faith that this was going to be a good deal and yet they open up their statement and they see cash value zero next year cash value zero next year cash value two hundred dollars and they're like hey I've been paying like way 30, more than that. <laughs> 30 grand into this policy. I have no cash value. Do you think this guy's a crook? Do you think there's something wrong here? Like what's going on? Can you take a look at this? And it's just been our experience that you'll have no cash value for the first two years or maybe two and a half years and sometimes three years. That's because all of the expenses and all of the fees and all the costs that come with a policy like that are front-loaded and so you're not going to have any cash value for the first couple of years and usually folks that have had these whole life policies for five six seven years yeah I've got it and it's working okay and it's doing what it's supposed to do but it's funny you get to that two three year mark and people start getting a little antsy I, I totally get that I, I wish that these things would be a little better presented so people understood that it just takes time for all of this to, you know, you get all these fees out of the way. But, you know, when you're looking at these investments as uh, these whole life policies as really savings vehicles, they're never really going to keep up, are they? Yeah, I mean, 
you can almost certainly make more money investing in uh, your company 401k or a 403b, 457, or an IRA, Roth IRA. There are a lot of other ways to invest. Now, why do we say that you'll typically do better investing that way? The expenses associated with investing in that way are nowhere near uh, as costly as, as what you're going to find within a life insurance policy. Remember, uh, the expenses built into these investments are, are steep in our opinion, but on top of all of that, you also have the cost of the life insurance, the mortality expenses right. built into your life insurance policy. So they will always give you some kind of savings component. It's just going to be really hard to keep up with you know, a major index. Like if you're trying to keep up with the S&P 500, you're probably going to be disappointed with this. But know that when you go into these things. If you know that, then there isn't disappointment. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you know what you're signing up for, and then what you're signing up for has unfolded, it's happened, then you're not going to be disappointed. But right. these are complicated products with uh, a lot of disclaimers that people just don't read or they're yeah. not explained properly. Yeah. So again, we like we've said before, a, a good rule of thumb for most folks is to buy term and invest the difference. Yeah. Uh, but you have a big however, don't yeah, you? However, one thing that tends to happen is uh, it, it becomes more of buy term and spend the difference. So what I'm saying here is if you're going to go with buy term and invest the difference, you need to invest the difference. You need yeah. to either... If you're, you know, looking to do that on your own, that's great. Or you need to find an advisor who can help you come up with the right strategy for you to invest and grow this money. Because if you're just going to spend the difference, then, yeah, you may be better off just contributing all this money to a whole life policy because at least it forces you to save the money. Right. And it's a really good point. It does force you to save the money. And when we talk about investing and saving money, you need to know that none of the securities that we mentioned in this podcast or any of our presentations represent past specific recommendations of Maluli Asset Management. And this podcast is not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities we happen to mention here. But more importantly, if you're relying on a, just a podcast for investment advice, we think you might be making a mistake. And so we strongly urge all of our listeners to consult with an investment advisor before making that decision to buy or sell any kind of investment. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to answer whatever questions you have without any kind of cost or without any kind of obligation. You can pick up the phone. You can find us here in New Jersey at area code 732-223-9000, or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. Okay, that's all we have for now. We'll be back next week with a new podcast, and thanks for listening.